0: If you brought your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 2, the very chapter that Pastor Cody just read from. Luke chapter 2, you'll find that about three-quarters of the way through your Bible. If you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. I'll have these verses on the screen that are pertinent, but you'll want to follow along if you brought your Bible. Luke chapter 2, third gospel of the New Testament one of four accounts of the life of Christ. It's also one of the passages here in Luke chapter 2 that I want you to see in the next few minutes so as to highlight the wonder of this night, to highlight the wonder of Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve was a night of wonder. I don't know about you, but uh, at 57 years old, I think I'm 57, right, Becky? 57. 57. See, that's telling in and of itself. At, at 57 years old, I start to like, maybe the night loses a little bit of its wonder. I start to feel like it's lost a little bit of its, its glitz. I, I, don't, I don't look forward to the time of year like a kid at Christmas, or at least like I, I used to. And it's so important that if you're anything like that, that we regain and we retain that sense of wonder for this night. Because it was and it is Christmas Eve, a night of wonder. A night of amazement. A night of awe. But those who first took part in it didn't know the half of it. I mean, they had a little bit of an excuse, maybe. Maybe. I mean, those who experienced the first Christmas Eve, they didn't didn't realize all the implications then. And they didn't realize what it meant for the future. All of the implications for for later they couldn't have how could they have grasped it all in such a short amount of time a few short hours on such a glorious night they couldn't have grasped it but we can we have the benefit of hindsight more importantly we have the bible we have a written account of it all and Included in that written account of it all, we have the reason for it all. Wonder preserved, if you will, in black and white. Wonder preserved. And yet, we still miss it. Or at least we still have failed to appreciate it. It's either completely lost on us or we just don't care about Christmas Eve. We don't, we don't care about the wonder. We don't care what happened some 2,000 years ago. We don't care about Jesus in a manger coming to earth and all of that. It doesn't grip us. We think about it once a year when we show up at a service like this or maybe this very service. We think about it once a year and then that's it. Man, if that's you, I hope to change your mind tonight. I hope to change all of that tonight. Like when Becky showed some of our grandsons just a couple of weeks ago what they might get for Christmas. Before she had put wrapping paper around all the boxes. She was on FaceTime with them and that's pretty normal course of the the day for Becky. And and, uh, she gets to do that. Love, love, love it. Maybe every now and then it's like, oh my goodness, I just talked to you 45 minutes ago. But it's a way to bless them nonetheless. But on one, this particular occasion, she couldn't help herself, gift giver her that she is, love language and so on. she's like, m-m-m- do you want to see what you might get for Christmas? And so she turns the phone around, she puts the FaceTime on the, and, and their eyes got as wide as saucers. And one of them said, I want to go to you's house right now, <laughs> right now. And another said, not realizing that they lived several hours away, another one said, I'll go get my shoes. So sorry about that. Couldn't keep her from it. They were filled with wonder. Just like that. In a moment. That's how I hope you are before you leave tonight. Instead of being bored with another go-around, another Christmas Eve, man, I hope you see it like a kid. And I hope like a kid, you're filled with wonder on this night of wonder. For four reasons. The first, heaven came to earth. Four quick reasons here that should fill us all with wonder. Heaven came to earth. Heaven came down. That Christmas Eve, that first Christmas Eve, heaven came down First in the angels and the glory that they brought with them. And then, of course, in Jesus himself. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, there were, angel, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord, just one, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord, just from one. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. It was a piece of heaven. A piece of heaven because that's where angels come from. Hello? And so was the glory of the Lord that shone around them. The terrifying glow of God's greatness. That too was a piece of heaven. And it shone all around them. No shadows. Think of it. Then, after the angel delivered his message, in the intervening verses, verse 13 says... And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. A multitude of angels. A multitude from heaven. Heavenly host. Praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It wasn't just one angel that came to earth, but a host, a heavenly host. Let that sink in just for a minute. Just let that sink in. The angel, then the angels, and the glory that they all brought with them. I mean, far from just another night, far from just a a strange earthly phenomenon, like it was a piece of heaven with enough glory for everybody on earth. Enough for everybody on earth so that we can say, like the old hymn writer, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. You ever thought of Christmas Eve that way? Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. If you know the peace of heaven that came down, if you know Jesus himself, you indeed knew, and do know the glory that has filled your soul. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Has that ever occurred to you, like... Have you ever thought about Christmas that way? Has that ever happened to you in subsequent years? Like, has the glory and wonder of it all filled you with praise, just like the angels? So that you too say, Glory to God in the highest. You too sing Gloria, Gloria in Excelsis, Deo, Latin for Glory to God in the highest. We don't know that the angels sang it. That's how the Christmas carol goes. We just know that they said it. But oh, how good it is to sing it, is it not? Gloria in excelsis Dale, let's let's just sing it together right now, can we? Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strains Gloria In excelsis Deo. Gloria. In excelsis Deo. Amen. Amen. Heaven came to earth. Glory to God. May it fill your soul with wonder and never, ever wane. May you always, always be aglow with the wonder of Christmas Eve. Second, God became flesh. Second reason that Christmas Eve is a night of wonder, God became flesh. God came to earth. God not just the angels and some of his glory but God himself in the flesh the epitome of christmas the pinnacle of christmas god actually became man god actually became man it's found all over the New Testament and summarized best, I think, in John chapter 1, verse 14. If you're a part of our church, you well know we've been working through this. If you're not, we would love it if you would continue to come and continue to work through this with us. John 1, 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There it is. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. The Word referring to God. God, the second person of the Trinity, the one who was with God and was God, the Bible says just a few verses earlier. He became man. He took on flesh, just like your flesh, just like my flesh. The infinitely powerful God of the universe became finite, finite, weak, lowly. Or to say it another way, the Son became a servant. Once again, let that sink in. The Son of God, God himself, became a servant. We have a hard time humbling ourselves and serving our wives. I do. We have a hard time humbling ourselves and serving our coworkers. Especially if, you know, we're in management or... We have some people, quote-unquote, below us. We, We have a hard time, do we not? Humbling ourselves and actually serving them. We have a hard time serving one another in the body of Christ sometimes. People just like us. People just like you. I mean, we struggle with getting our hands dirty. We 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 wrestle with getting involved in people's lives and 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 you know risking getting entangled in the in the mess and the dysfunction that they may come to us with. We do. We struggle with all of it. Meanwhile, Jesus got so involved that he became flesh and dwelt among us. Unlike us, he became like us and then lived Among us, eventually getting so dirty that he bore our sins for us. Take a look at this video, will you? Christmas Eve is a wonder and it's filled with wonder because God became flesh. Third, light dispelled darkness. Light dispelled darkness, as in dispersed it, drove it out, put it to flight. When Jesus was born, catch this. He not only fulfilled the prophecy in Isaiah seven that, quote, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. He not only fulfilled that prophecy, but he also fulfilled the prophecy in Isaiah nine, just two chapters later, that a light would dawn on those who walked in darkness, deep darkness, a great light. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. In other words, the son, the son of the living God, born of a virgin, is the light God promised to overcome, to dispel, to disperse, to replace the darkness. The sun is the light. The sun is the light. Christmas Eve is a night of wonder. Because it was on this night some 2,000 years ago that light dispelled the darkness the darkness of our world, and the darkness of our soul, the darkness of our sin, and our blindness, and our hopelessness. Christmas Eve is a night of wonder because as dark as that night was, both literally and figuratively, a new day was dawning. A new day when holiness would replace wickedness for good. For good. A new day when righteousness would replace sinfulness for good. Awareness for blindness. Hope for hopelessness. We sing about it all the time at Christmas. The fact that there's hope and there's a sun and there's a light, but sometimes we just don't connect the dots. Like, we, we, we sing about it, we don't even realize it. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Bright. Why? Why? Because Jesus is the light, the bright light that dispels darkness. Or how about the third verse to that familiar carol that we're going to sing here in a few minutes, Silent Night, Holy Night? Son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. It may not be inspired, but... It sure is reflective of inspired words, words found in the scriptures. A light, a great light would dawn, Isaiah said, and the reason it would dawn is that a son would be born who would be called wonderful, full of wonder. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the Son is the light. The sun is the light, the light of the world and the light of our souls. Christmas Eve is a night of wonder because it's on this night that sin gave way to righteousness and doom gave way to hope. The night, the light of life dawned with redeeming grace. I hope you never sing those words the same again. And last, I hope the wonder of this night fills you with wonder Because a Savior came to sinners. A Savior came to sinners. Luke 2, verse 11. For unto you, the angel said, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, a Savior, a Deliverer, who is none other than the Messiah, the Christ, the promised one of old, Lord of all a Savior came. At Christmas Eve, a Savior came. First to the shepherds and then to us. Even now, first to the shepherds and then to the whole world, like the Samaritans in Sychar told the woman at the well some 30 years later in John 4, 42, we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world why why were they so convinced of it why could they say it so uh, dogmatically because they had met him because they had seen the light we know that this is indeed the savior of the world savior of us all of us he came to all of us why because we're all sinners and need to be saved we're all sinners and need to be saved, saved from the consequences of our sin, the consequences of death and hell. He came as a Savior because we need a Savior. All have sinned, the Bible says, and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners and we all fail to measure up to God's standard of righteousness, God's glory. And the wages of that, the consequence of that is death. Death and suffering in the lake of fire forever and ever. But thanks be to God, he sent his son to save us. He sent a light in the darkness to deliver us to keep us from those consequences. It's like the angel told Joseph several months before his birth, you shall call his name Jesus, meaning the God who saves. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. A savior for sinners. Offering forgiveness and salvation and life. Life to the full. And life forever. But you have to receive him. You have to receive him. Just because he came doesn't mean you're saved. You have to believe in him. You have to believe he's your savior and receive him as your Lord. Following him and living for him and loving him all the days of your life. Make sure, make sure tonight on this Christmas Eve that you know the wonder of Christmas Eve. And make sure that you know the one called wonderful. Let him fill your soul and make you whole on Christmas Eve and every eve. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for Christmas, thankful for life, and thankful for Jesus who made it all happen. Born to save the sons of earth, born to give us second birth, God, we're thankful. So receive our worship now as we bask in his glory. Receive our worship, Lord, as we wonder at the wonder, light of the world and light of our lives. Receive our worship, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.